This is Monday, August 23rd, and we're continuing our summer study in the book of Numbers. It's our week 12 of living free. We're learning how to live as a free people. Now, we're beginning a chapter that reveals how people can covenant together, how they can serve each other, even when they have differing plans, differing desires. Fairness is deeply ingrained in us. As children, we're tremendously aware of the way our parents treat us. The smallest whiff of unfair treatment gets our attention. And as adults, we're no different. I remember a friend telling me how growing up, it was clear she was not treated like the other children in her household. It wasn't until much later in life she discovered that the man she thought was her father was actually not. She was the product of an affair, and the man raising her, he knew the truth. Of course, she did nothing as a child to deserve the mistreatment she deserved. And of course, this was unfair. Now, here's what happens in our text for today. This is Numbers 32, verse 1 to 5. Now, the people of Reuben, that's the tribe of Reuben, and of the tribe of Gad had a very great number of livestock, and they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place for livestock. So the people of Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and to Eleazar the priest, to the chiefs of the congregation, Ataroth, Debon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Eliah, Sebam, Nebo, and Beon, The land that the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. And they said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. Now here's what happened. As the people of Israel were approaching the land, two of the tribes noticed the plot of ground outside the boundaries of the land that would be best for them and their people. Why was that? Well, they raised animals, they did not till the soil, and it turns out that the land of Gilead, just east of the Jordan River, would be perfect for them and their people. They had no need to go any further. Now, this meant their journey would be over. They could settle down sooner rather than later. But here was the problem. All of Israel would be needed to take possession of the land. There would be battles to fight and work to be done to build the cities. It would take everyone to complete the work. And if two tribes settled in Gilead, it would affect the ability of Israel to complete their mission in the land. Yes, the land was perfect for Reuben and Gad, But the situation was unhelpful for the rest of Israel. Now, a move like this might seem selfish and disrespectful of the other tribes. So how was Moses to work this out? Should these tribes be allotted this land? And if so, under what conditions? Now, we often find ourselves in moments like this. How do I get along with my neighbors when we do not share the same goals? Moses wants to hold the people together, but remember the issue of fairness. It would just not be fair to let two tribes settle down 
while the rest of the nation battles for their freedom and their place in the land. So here's the compromise Moses struck with the tribes. He allows them to settle down there, but he requires that their men cross the Jordan and stand with the rest of Israel as they take possession of the land. Yes, they may establish a place for their families, but they must commit to support their brothers and sisters in the long conquest that lies ahead. Now, do you see what Moses and those tribes have done? They've made a win-win situation. Of course, this requires of both parties the ability to work it through, the ability to consider the options. They must listen and talk. They must consider each other's priorities. And then they must work through compromise to agreement. Now, for this to work, most of all, it would require trust and faithfulness. So the two tribes promise to stand with the rest of Israel, and so they must fulfill their promise in the days ahead. And their promise will be costly, but this is the glue that holds the people together. Now imagine what happens when people cannot walk together in this way, when there's no room for compromise, or people cannot be trusted, or the promises they make. Such a people cannot have a future together, only a future apart. A nation divided against itself cannot stand, as Jesus warned. How do we apply this where we live? Well, first we must be constantly ready to work with others to find compromise. It takes great effort to stay together. It's pretty easy to separate. And second, trust is critical for relationships to form and remain healthy. As we think about this, think of what God has done for us in Christ, tearing down the walls that separate us from each other and giving us a place to stand together. You see, it's this gospel that enables us to seek fellowship with others that are different from ourselves. It is this gospel that answers to our heart cry for fairness. Actually, what Jesus got was unmistakably unfair. But he did this so that he might create another basis for our relationship. That is sacrifice. My willingness to lose in order that you might win. Now, as we're walking with God's people in the wilderness, this is a lesson we need to learn. We need to learn how to walk together, how to build trust, and that sometimes for cohesion and for a future together, there's going to be sacrifice. Let's pray. Lord, we know the way it works in our world. We see it every day. It's tit for tat. You get what you deserve. Everything must be earned. It must be deserved. And then we see Jesus and his life of love on our behalf. Help us to learn your way of love so that we might be faithful to our promises and also to be able to bring people together for a future. We pray together in the name of Jesus. Amen.